welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm still your host, Rich Dotson. And I'm still here, too. This is your co-host, yeah, Matt O'Hara. Today, I figured I'd let you introduce yourself. I appreciate it. You you gave a little pregnant pause, so I figured it was my time to slide in. And I was like, you know, is Matt here today? Is he not here today? There was a moment of suspense when let, everyone let else decide. was wondering that too. <laughs> is this one of those shows where Rich <laughs> talks all by himself? <laughs> oh, God, hit stop, delete, right now. Now, <laughs> oh wait, there he is. No, no, he's yeah, here. He's he here. There. He's still the he's still the host too. All right, good to know. Mm-hmm. So here we are, entering week twelve. Oh man. This is uh, pretty much it, man. This is nitty-gritty time. Yep. Next week, and then that's it. Playoff time for playoffs. most teams, unless you do a four-man uh, playoff. What do you like better, a four-man playoff field out of, tw- say, a 12-team league? Right. Or a six-man field? I like the six because I think that the two top guys, you know, obviously are going to get a bye, which I think is deserved. Yeah, yeah deserved and fair. But I do like the hardcoreness of the four-man playoffs where, you know, even if you have the most points in the league, it would not matter if you don't have the better record. Yeah, you you could say it's cutthroat. Yeah, I like that pirate style. All right, right. Mm-hmm. Get in, get out. Now I do like the six man. I like the six man playoff because of that. Because every league is different too. Some do it where the best record gets in, like say head to head matchup, and some leagues have it where the most points get in. Sure. sure. Us, the way we do it is the head to head matchup over points. Yep. Which, you know, you could be for or against. Because the pro you can make for it is, hey, I beat you. Heads up, man. You only had one more point than me. Why do you get in over the playoffs? And you're like, wow, he has a very valid point. Sure. Or it could be the other side of the spectrum, whereas you play somebody week nine, and all their players run, just most of their stars run by. And then they have 250 more points than you, but you beat them heads up just because you're on by. 50-50. No, yeah, no, it. it- I think it puts emphasis on, um, you know, every every win is important. That's why we play it the way that we. That's why I got voted in, our, you know, in our league that way. Yeah, you're right. Every win does count from week one. Cause even like you said, a week one matchup could be the difference between that playoff spot. Sure, or or a playoff buy. Where points is like, hey man, I got all year. I can score more points. Sure, but you can never get back that loss. No, you cannot. It's in your face forever. Indeed. And then you lose, like you just missed the playoffs because team A beat you. Sure. Same thing, and you finish the year with like 250 more points in him, but he gets in, and then you, you calculate you to won every game and been the champion. This isn't the worst, too, when you look back, like, oh, if I just would have – if Sammy Watkins would just caught that ball. I try not to won. do that because it'll kill me. It'll kill me. It will kill you. Yeah. This week, all I need was Austin Hooper to get five points. That's it. That's difference it. Between, between me being in seventh place and second place. Speaking of a difference. Speaking of things that are going to kill us, um, let, you want to talk some injuries? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, uh, all right. So, Deontay Foreman? Yeah, Deontay Foreman was the first one uh, uh, on our list here. Obviously, they were they were just kind of starting to rely on him a little bit more, and then um, on a big run there, he, he pops his Achilles. Yeah, it stinks because they were, that game specifically, they were trying to see a little bit more. He's, he's, the momentum for Foreman's been building. Sure, sure. He's looked good at times throughout the year, and this stinks because now he tears his Achilles. Uh, they don't know if they're going to bring Lamar Miller back or not just because of the salary. They can easily get out from under him, which wouldn't really surprise me. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I, I don't think he's really what they're looking for anyway in a running back. 
But for Deontay Foreman, it doesn't hurt you this year because you weren't counting on Deontay Foreman to win a championship. No, but no. But long-term, an Achilles injury, that's a pretty bad injury for it's a, a, a running back like him, a big size running back with speed. That's his forte. He's not going to go there and catch a lot of footballs. He's going to find a hole, hit it, and with his size and speed, there's a good chance on some of those big runs that he's going to get a game to score a touchdown. No, I no, I totally agree. But um, really, it's the timing for, you know, for Deontay Foreman, which is the most unfortunate thing because it's so late in the year. Who knows if he's going to be ready for the start of the year? You know, most likely he's going to miss a lot of the offseason type of stuff. So really, if if they're going to get – if maybe by any chance they get rid of Lamar Miller for salary reasons and then Deontay Foreman's on the shelf basically rehabbing, I mean, that really opens the door for somebody else to be they brought draft, in. free right, agency. Right. I mean, you can always get a good running back in free agency. Exactly. So, out there. you know, it's one of those things like, oh, man, hopefully he didn't just blow his, his opportunity. But right he, was a good, he was a good draft pick. This is a team, you know, long as the same coaching staff is going to be back next year where he's looked good and they've shown already they do want to use him. So I think his opportunity is still there. And from what you did see, you have to be happy from what you saw. Right. You know, like, for example, non-injury, who are you more excited about? Samaj P. Ryan, who we're going to talk about a little bit, or Deontay Foreman? Right. As a question. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Deontay Foreman. Right. right. No, yeah. right. 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 I thought that I thought the answer was very self-evident. Sorry. It was. It's just I would like to let people to know. I don't want people to guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at you dead in the eye right now. And I, I'm telling your eyes like F Samaj P. Ryan. Right. I can read that. I'm an eye reader. Are you? Uh-huh, yeah. That's Emma. that's a talent. I was watching that show Mindhunter on uh, Netflix. How is that? It's very good. I enjoyed it. And it's all true story. Like the people in it, it's all true. Even when they're doing talking to some about killers. serial killers, is that what it was? Yeah, um, getting in mentally on the serial killers. It's on Netflix. It's called My Hunters. It's, it's like it's, it's like set back in the seventies or something when they were just starting to like profile yes. serial killers. It's type a of profile thing. on serial killers. They actually come with the word serial killer and uh, see how they think to kind of help solve cases. It's, it's all I, true. I just got through Stranger Things, and I'm so sad that Stranger Things is over now. For it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. It's amazing. It's that good. I mean, I'm not afraid to say it in that kind of category. No. Stranger Things is one of the best. Yeah. Only two seasons. Right. It's only going to be four, which is fine. So, But it's going to be gone for now for like another year. Hey, right to the point. Right. But they're going to film season three and season four back to back. Are they? Maybe we'll get them somewhat closer. That'd be cool. I don't think people care about our favorite TV shows, but guess what? You have to listen anyways. <laughs> we'll get back to the football. We'll get back to it, but Stranger Things is sometimes... I mean, nothing's greater than fantasy football, especially dynasty fantasy football, but Stranger Things is pretty up there. Stranger, I mean, if you grew up, uh, in, you know, in the era that we did, it's a very, it's a good throwback to, like, the 80s type of feel of shows and movies and yeah, stuff like that. I like it a lot. I don't know, I don't even watch a lot of TV shows. It's hard for a TV show to gain that much of my time. And uh, I, have, I have very few. I mean, I think we talk about all the ones that we actually watch. Yeah. I'm one of those people, like, I'll start watching a show, and it'll be, like, two seasons in, two and a half. And, like, I'll just, like, I'll miss it for a little while, and then I just never go back. I, I'm totally with you. I don't have time to sit there. Yeah, I'm not committed. Right. I'm a bad TV boyfriend. <laughs> I lose interest very quickly. You got to, like, really grab. Like, you got to be, like, a stranger thing. That's, like, a 10. That's, oh, like, the yeah. Kate, Kate Upton for me of uh, of TV shows. All right. All right. So let's get back to the little football. Thing. Okay, back to the football. Um, John Brown came he up with He is a little... not the Kate Upton for me of uh, no. fantasy football. This guy who was, I was a big fan of, huge fan of, coming out of Pittsburgh. I'm sitting there saying, I love you, John Brown. Everybody should draft John Brown because he's going to be sweet. Comes out rookie year. What does he do? He'd be sweet. He looked sweet. So, so he's, he is. He, he's down with turf toe. Uh, uh, who knows how long he'll actually be down. That's one of those kind of tricky injuries, especially for a guy that has to cut and, and move you know so much on the on the balls of his feet basically that that's a tough injury to come back from it's a lingering one it is a lingering listen, one I, re, I totally respect like 
you know, looking out for your turf. Come on, leave the towel alone. <laughs> okay. This is ridiculous. Uh, so it, it, it does sound like this is going to open up an opportunity for the rookie, Chad Williams. Um, Bruce Arians himself came out and said that uh, he's going to get an opportunity now. It's go he's, time. He's been practicing well and everything, so this is his opportunity. So him and Mr. Larry Fitzgerald, who signed a one-year contract extension, this is great news for all fan- the Larry Fitz owners out there thought, hey, this might be it. But you know, if it is it, <sighs> going out with a bang, Fitz. Oh, my gosh, yeah. He's coming out for another year, and I think I think he's somebody who really likes like histor- He's like he's a football fan. Uh, he likes the history of the NFL as well. He's a future Hall of Famer. I feel almost like how Tom Brady feels. Like I feel like Larry Fitzgerald. He'll come back again next year on a one-year contract with the team somewhat competitive, and he can do this having one of the best years of his career. Sure. Why not? Like, why not keep going? I mean, I don't think he's physically breaking down. He was never a speed guy to begin with. He doesn't win like that. He wins because he's big and he is. You know, he, he obviously can box people out with his body. and Never and, hurt. And he's got great hands. So. Always plays. Sure. Great hands. I always say it all the time. To me, it's Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, and Odell Beckham. Best hands in the NFL. Right. To me. Yep. Uh, and he's still producing. So it's good news. If you own Larry Fitz, I have a couple shares of him saying, hey, you know, I just bought this guy for a third just because I was trying to get one year out of him for a championship push. Now you're like, oh, dude, a third? If you gave him a second and something for Larry Fitz? I got, I got actually – I was I was had Larry Fitzgerald and it was on a team that I wasn't doing great in and I got rid of him for a second and a third, and you know that was before he signed the one year extension. So I, I got rid of him just thinking, hey, this is this is it for him. You know he's done. I, I probably could have got a little bit more if I would have waited, but um, you know I but still feel, I still time, feel good about getting a second I, yeah, and third for you him. You can't you can't get yourself in a butt because if you would have waited and you're not a comp- not, not a competitor, then you just sat on nothing just because right. you're trying to say what if. Those are decisions you got to make that are a big Absolutely. difference because now. Sure. If you hit on that second-round pick, third-round pick, obviously it was well worth it. Definitely if you weren't competing this year for Larry Fitz. Yep. But good news for him, bad news for John Browns. Again, I mentioned somebody I was really big on coming to the Combine. Liked a lot. Rookie year looked really good. And ever since then, I mean, he's just nonstop hurt. Yeah, he's just, too many, just too many injuries, man. Sickle cell. You're right. Flu. <laughs> Hamstring. Hamstring, right. Eyeball. I mean, everything. Right. Everything. Migraine. I don't what, now it's the turf toe, and turf toe lingers. He's not going to go anywhere. So another year where we were talking earlier about Bruce Arians just might be like, hey, enough's enough, man. Right, yeah, he's a no-nonsense type of guy. I mean, I don't know if he's a no-nonsense, but he's 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 a no-BS type of guy, and, you know, this is starting to pile up into the BS category. So he might he might move on from John Brown. Best ability is availability. Exactly. So with Chad Williams, you think Chad Williams is going to step up and be the number two, or they're still going to lock in with, like, a J.J. Nelson? I mean, we'll see. I think that could be a revolving door basically there at the number two until somebody settles in. I think Chad Williams, I think he has the skills to do it. Uh, we'll see if he, you know, is refined enough in his NFL life right now, I guess. At this and maybe point. somehow he wasn't drafted in your league. Maybe your rookie taxi squad rules are weird. If he is on a waiver wire, worth a pickup. Definitely nice, worth a pickup. Nice, yep. good stash. Nice, young, talented, big receiver. And get out there and hopefully we'll see if he can get it done. Not going to be the best quarterback play, but hey, good enough. Right. If it's good enough for Larry, it's good enough for Chad. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right? And John Brown, you're stuck with him. There's nothing you're going to do. No, yeah, you can't you, trade you can't him right now. Him. He's got nothing. And yeah, You just got to see what's happening. Yep. Moving on to a guy that I predicted earlier in the year, my bold predictions, would fizzle badly on his new team, the Washington Redskins, and that's Terrell Pryor. TP. His ankle. 
Yeah, man. So uh, he ended up getting an ankle surgery. He was just out like this past week. Hey, he's got an ankle issue. And then all of a sudden he's getting arthroscopic ankle surgery. So here he is. They IR'd him today, I believe. So he, he's done there for the season and, and most likely his career. Yeah, um, he's not coming back there. In there in Washington, not like forever. I mean, just, just his no, Washington, forever. Washington career. Yeah, it goes to show you scheme is very important, right? Scheme is always important for running backs, receivers. Just because you shine here does not mean you're going to shine there. We see it all the time in the NFL. Terrell Pryor gambled on himself on a one-year deal to say, hey, I'm going to go play with uh, Kirk Cousins. He's much better what I have going on here in Cleveland. I'm going to have some good receivers outside of me. I'm going to have, you know, Josh Dodson, Jamison Crowder. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shine. Jordan Reed. You know, I'm Jordan gonna have, Reed. I'm going to have all these guys around. Fat me. Rob. I mean, come on. Fat Rob. Skinny Chris. Skinny Chris. <laughs> Opposite of Ken Play. They, they will uh, – he just fizzles. I, I saw it coming from a mile away. Browns tried to trade for him in the offseason. No, right before the trade deadline. Before the trade deadline. Right, right. I apologize. Do you think they try to resign him, or do you think now that you know with Corey Coleman coming back looked okay, pretty good on Sunday for being his first game back, and Josh Gordon he comes back who's going to be under contract for next year as well? Do they even make an attempt to sign Terrell Pryor? I mean, I think that's one of the things where if if everyone's still in place there in the Browns front office and coaching staff, I could see him making a run for it, uh, Terrell Pryor. I, I don't think like a. Just because they got those two guys that are like set and that's it, you know, because the the depth behind those guys is terrible. You mean Hollywood, Richard Higgins, Hollywood, Hollywood Higgins, Ricardo Lewis. I dropped seventy five percent of the balls thrown to me. Sammy Lewis, Sammy Coates is just the exact same guy as Ricardo Lewis. They both are fast and they stink. Sammy Tail Coates. I haven't seen that dude on the field all year long. He's getting out of town as quick as possible. He's hurt right now. I was at the game when I took my cousins to the game on Sunday. (laughs) <laughs> said how Sammy Coates was out. He's like, Sammy Coates, I didn't even know he was in. I've never <laughs> seen this guy. Does he even play football still? Nah, he used I mean, to play for the Steelers. He's doing exactly what he did with Pittsburgh. Right. Jack. Jack squad. Yeah. So, yes, I could see Terrell Pryor going back, as long as Hugh Jackson especially is there, because Terrell Pryor really likes Hugh Jackson. So. See, I don't think so, because I think the Browns are going to draft a receiver, because I think they're going to want another you know big young receiver with the unknown of Josh Gordon, if, he, if he's even going to be good. If he's even if he they can even re-sign him, do they want to franchise him? So they might invest in a pick, even possibly a high pick. It could be somebody like Cortland Sutton, Calvin Ridley this year in a draft. We do not know. A lot of a lot of question marks about Terrell, and this makes you worried no matter what now because even unless he does sign in Cleveland, where you know he did have success, even though he wouldn't be no longer be the number one there, you'd have a guy like Josh Gordon at least next year. You still have Corey Coleman. You do have to be worried where he go, where he goes because right now he's not producing just like we said with a guy like Kirk Cousins sure. and a better staff around sure. him. So that window might have been a really short window. And it doesn't surprise it wouldn't surprise me because we see guys like that again all the time. One really good year, hot somewhat of a hot commodity, and then they flame out very quickly. Especially when you go, you know, you change schemes. So that's that's the biggest thing for me. Used to be a quarterback, you right. know. Terrell Pryor came and gone. If you would have made a trade for him earlier in the year, then you, you did pretty good if you got out from If you got from the yeah, podcast yeah, and you sure. said, hey, you know, Rich said he's going to stink. I think he's going to stink. I can get a late first for Terrell Pryor right now. I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to jump on that and be happy with it. You're happy. If not, well, you have Terrell Pryor. There's always next year, right? Sure, sure, sure. Now, the other side of the ball, guy we talked about, Skinny Chris, uh, Chris Thompson out for the year. Finishes the year as running back 10 in PPR leagues. Running back 10. Now, we like Chris Thompson going into the year, but did we predict if the season ended today, like it's over for him, that he'd end the year as a running back one? 
Heck no. Um, no, I mean, he was, I think, on our radar as a PPR, you know, RB2, but um, he definitely far exceeded everyone's expectations. And unfortunately, it's another it's another knock on his injury belt, you know? It's another, another notch on his injury belt, rather. Um, which has been, friends. Yeah, which has been his thing since he's been in the NFL, even dating back to college, is, is really just injuries and, and availability for Chris Thompson. But, you know, when he was in there this year, he really showed that he is a special back, uh, especially a PPR back. Yeah, averaging over 10 points per game is fantastic. Sure. This year is running back 10 above a lot of high names. Good thing is he under, he's still under contract. Is it for another what two years? They yeah, signed he signed him to? A, yeah, they signed him to a two year extension. Yep. So he's he's still here. Obviously, they're probably going to attend the draft again, attack the running back position either the draft or free agency. They're going to add somebody. They got to get better than Fat Rob. Uh, who knows if Kirk Cousins is back or not? But they need definitely upgrade the running back position. But no matter what. I think they'll be able to find a running back where Chris Thompson will come back in there and still be the three down back. Well, I mean, I think it, I think that depends on how Samaj P. Ryan finishes out the year. I mean, if if they know Chris Thompson's coming back, and um and and P. Ryan actually establishes himself a little bit somewhat, then they won't have to address it in the draft. Yes, yeah. See, I, see, I was talking before about like how that Rob Kelly's not the answer. I even mess, met, even mentioned Samaj. I know, P. Ryan. I know. Uh, this is a really good opportunity in my eyes to sell Samaj P. Ryan. I've seen a couple trades already go down in a couple leagues that I'm in already. One person literally got bent over uh, and taken advantage of. Somebody recouped a first round pick and Jimmy Garoppolo for Samaj P. Ryan. I personally would rather just have Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Personally, and then you but he didn't first. get a first. He got a first round pick for Samaj P. Ryan, and maybe you know, maybe we're wrong. Maybe, but I have a... get those things out. I made this crystal ball out here. These crystal balls are is it un- is it unfogging? It was very foggy. Very, right? very clear. I guess. Wow, hallelujah! Until I asked, yes, will Samaj P. Ryan be the guy there? Will he still be there in Washington as a guy in average over a thousand yards? 800 yards a year? <laughs> nope. Oh. It says nope. It says no. nope. That's no. it? <laughs> yep. That's wow. it. No, not an exclamation point, though. Just nope. Very nope. flat to the point. Okay. Uh, so this is a good time to sell them. If somebody else is getting a first, then you should take that immediately. Totally. I'm, yeah. I'm with you there, man. Because I don't think so. Again, everything I thought him coming out of college out of Oklahoma I, is come to fruition. Now, granted, you might say, Rich, is such a limited size. You know, it's just the opportunity has been there. Rob Kelly has been hurt all year, not playing good all year. He just hasn't get it done. He just he's a, he's a sixty to eighty yard rusher per game. Uh, if he gets a touchdown, great. But even then, you know, fourteen points. Eh, thanks, dude. Great. I'd much rather the first round pick and invest elsewhere. And we talked about it earlier in the year, just by getting those PPR backs like Chris Thompson. Right. No. Yeah. Smaj P. Ryan's limited man. We'll just say it. Yeah. He's yeah. a running back three at best. Sure. That's best case. So take what you can for Smaj P. Ryan. You go out there and get you some Garoppolo. And get you some first round picks. Sure. Or just Garoppolo. Or first. <laughs> that made me so happy if I had P Ryan. I would I would never be in a situation to have P Ryan, but if I was and somebody's like, Hey, I'll give you the twelfth pick. Sold to the highest bidder. Um, Another guy gets hurt this year. So uh, besides Chris, Chris Thompson that's not out for the year. Yeah, Calvin Benjamin avoided um, you know, serious ligament damage in his knee. They haven't come out and actually said what's wrong with Calvin Benjamin, like how bad the, the knee injury actually is. So it's up in the air whether or not he's going to miss time at all. Um, but he did miss the rest of that game, which leads me to believe that he's, you know, on a multiple-week type of injury. But I feel I'm, like I'm not a doctor. 
So I, don't I feel like Zay Jones' grandma or mom is a voodoo doctor. You think so? And she's just got these <laughs> dolls sitting around like they draft Zay Jones like, okay, Sammy Gunn. She just tosses him to the side. Sam, Sammy, she, she throws him to the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got other receivers just retiring. They don't even want to play there sure, anymore. Sure, sure. Anquan Bolden yeah, retires. Yeah, she's out of here. And Jordan now, Matthews is injured. Injured. And, yeah. And, so they and, uh, trade for Kelvin Benjamin. Like, you know what? We're going to get ourselves a big-time receiver. We're not going to give up much for him because, listen, he's a big guy. Right. He likes hamburgers. Here in Buffalo gets cold. You hibernate a little bit more. You might eat a little bit more. And then sure enough, it comes in, knee. They, they even Boom. said how bad it is. They said right. no ligament damage. Right. You must have very flexible tendons. Well, he, he tore his ACL. I don't know if it's the same um, same knee or not. But it's probably really swollen. It could be. He's it like, could. I just got to sit here and relax and eat some sandwiches. Right. I got time for working out. My knee's the size of a watermelon. Ooh, did I say watermelon? <laughs> I love that stuff. It's delicious. Watermelon, uh, watermelon is tasty. I love it. Mm-hmm. So Kelvin Benjamin. Out for probably some time. Who knows how long? Right. And right now, again, it gives you more time to see what we have in Zay Jones. And I would say over the last couple of games that he has played, he's been being involved, doing nothing special. But down the stretch here, we mentioned this a couple episodes ago, where this is a time we just want to start seeing a little bit from Zay Jones. Absolutely. So we have Tyrod Taylor in there. It's not going to be Nathan Peterman. I hope it's not going to be Nathan Peterman. I mean, you would hope not after the five interceptions. Uh, I saw I saw somebody, I saw somebody in the Superflex League. I mean, they they had, they started Nathan Peterman oh, for minus seven points. That is brutal, man. Yeah, minus seven. But I mean, Zay Jones. I mean, four for sixty-eight. That's this is what I wanted to see from him. You know, like he had like a fifty-yard game last week, four for sixty-eight this week. If he can just ha- like kind of piece together some nice stuff here towards the end of the year, it, it gets you excited for him for next year. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. If you can start putting put together those. 10 to 13 point games right. start giving me those wide receiver three numbers maybe even the touchdowns aren't going to be there that's fine but at least start giving me that you know those same thing right. 10 to 13 points for his last say five out of six weeks i'd be happy with it that's a step that i want to see even with kelvin coming back that's fine kelvin can come back next year he doesn't scare me right. as an opposite receiver of anybody no right now so let should let him come in here and show that hey i can be the guy that you drafted me in the second sure. round I do, I, I'm over this rookie transition. Right. And I'd be really excited for him for where he's coming out of school to be coming to next year. So that investment really started to pay off for next year. I agree. Another guy gets hurt. Well, not, well, not well, hurt. He's yeah, already this, hurt. Yeah, this guy, uh, right. This guy's already hurt. But it, the, the news came out that apparently um, Aaron Jones got arrested back in October. Um, for? For the weed. For the weed. Yeah, it was a traffic stop, and he got arrested for operating a vehicle. While intoxicated or whatever, yeah. o- OBI I think is is the term. You see that test they do where they pull out the. Uh, I saw a video of it. They pull out potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> sir, I, I haven't seen that test. Yes, it said, um, "Sir, how you doing?" And he's like, "I'm doing good." <laughs> they pulled out this bag of potato chips. Yeah, we got one right here. Got him. Gets all excited. So that was Aaron Jones. He saw the Frito Lays and he's like, "Whoa!" So I mean, obviously, um, if he's not in the uh, you know the drug thing yet he will be now if he is already in it which i don't think you ever know publicly strike one um i think that kind of can come anonymously um he'll be looking at a suspension we so. see guys like this all the time too they come in sure. real young have string together a couple of real good games then all of a sudden they're hurt out of nowhere next thing you know they're getting busted for drugs out of nowhere let her show up the training camp fat yeah see it been there done that aaron jones he came he conquered, 
and now things are real murky. Mm-hmm. So again, he's on your practice squad, but you know, opens the door back up for Ty Montgomery. Ty Montgomery down the stretch is a nice little play, or um, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, depending on Ty's health. So at least it's one less person that's probably going to be in the mix here for a little bit. So yeah, I think I think it's safe to say Aaron Jones is out for the year. I don't. I mean, I have no idea. I mean, it's three been, six weeks on the injury, and now the whole weed thing. Okay, so yeah, that's that. That is. We'll see. Yeah. Right. But things are. I don't think. I don't think the Packers are making the playoffs. It's going to be tight, um, for sure. Yeah, I don't think Brett Hundley's going to get it done over there. No. Speaking of quarterbacks, Jay Cutler, he's not going to get it over there in Miami. <laughs> so yeah, so Jay Cutler um, went out of this game with a concussion. Uh, I'm not really sure if it was a real concussion or maybe dude just didn't feel like playing anymore. <laughs> I'm done. Da, da, da. Coach, I got a headache. Coach. <laughs> Turn the lights. Oh, yeah. my, my ass. Yeah. Ah, the lights are bright. Uh, I got a headache. Get me like, out of uh, here. Jay, that's your cigarette smoke blowing <laughs> into your eyes. That's why you can't see. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Coming back was a mistake. I mean, my head hurts. <laughs> For the love of God, put some pants on, man. <laughs> um, your so, butt cheeks are everywhere. So, obviously, Matt Moore um, finished off that game. And depending on the severity of Jay Cutler's headache. Because um, it's me a headache. Right. Um who knows? He might start the next game, which is probably an upgrade for everyone across the board at this point. Jay Cutler's been playing really pretty poorly. Good enough to give uh, Kenny Stills a good game. Right. Not good enough to give everybody else a good game. Right. So he's been pretty bad. Obviously, they want Ryan T- Tannehill back as soon as possible. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Robert Woods out. Yeah. So he was in a shoulder sling. You know, obviously he's been tearing up the league for the past uh, few weeks here, and then boom, down for, down with an injury. Another big big time fantasy producer. I said weeks. Right. Oh. I mean, he's for sure out this week. Um, so, I mean, it sounds like he's got a separated shoulder, which is tough for wide receivers because, you know, obviously the ball placement must be perfect at that point because you can't really lift your arm much. Tough break for somebody who's only 25, really coming into his own with Jared Goff here. For a sign that we thought, hey, this is, you know, they that's why they traded for Sammy Watkins. They sure. have Cooper Cup there. Robert Woods, he's just an after, afterthought. And really stepped up to be their deep threat with Jared Goff. Consistent high-end wide receiver two to moments of you know low-end wide receiver one numbers here on a year that finished. Well, I was going to say, I mean, there was games where he was a high. Huge, yeah. High-end wide, wide receiver, receiver one. one weeks, I believe. Sure. So big loss for a couple of weeks gives you more time to get a little bit more Cooper Cup action. Right. The Moscow Mule himself will be out there. Uh, he'll be featured a little bit more. Obviously, Sammy will get involved. And, of course, you have Sammy. So uh-huh. finally, as a Sammy owner, do you feel safe putting him out there at Robert Woods on the shelf? Um, not really. What a, what a delay! <laughs> not really. Do you feel good about putting Cooper Cup out there? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow, the times have changed so quickly. Yeah, I, I feel fine putting out Cooper Cup. Yeah, I was talking to somebody the other day who made a big trade, who traded Sammy away. They traded his draft pick away for three firsts that year of the draft, and he's like, you know, I feel. In hindsight, I felt really good about it. Besides sure. trading Odell Beckham away, uh, that deal. But, yes, I feel really good about that trade because even right now, Devontae Adams, who would you rather have? Devontae oh, Adams. Devontae Adams, for sure. Or Sammy Watkins. Yeah. You're talking the difference of a seven round, seven rounds seven, uh, or spots. Seven, seven spots, yeah. Might as well be seven rounds if it was today. Sure. You know, I'm taking Devontae Adams in the fourth round. I'm taking Sammy Watkins in the eighth. Eighth, ninth, round. yeah. Sure. Uh, Drastic news. So good news for those guys, though, as well. We'll see. Maybe Sammy can make a big step up these last couple weeks. And guess what? These last couple weeks are the weeks that matter the most. I absolutely do. Even though every week, every week matters. So last little news and noty type of thing. Um, the Broncos went ahead and fired Mike McCoy and promoted Bill Musgrave. 
who um they must because they were in grave danger i mean if you're not familiar bill musgrave was the guy who was offensive coordinator for Derek carr since his rookie year who they just let go this past off season and i mean the raiders have struggled offensively i think to say the least since since he's since he left so this is actually um this is actually might be an upgrade as far as you know developing a quarterback and that kind of thing. The offense is bad, right? Mike McCoy, you know, former Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator, former head coach of the L.A. Chargers, or right. formerly San Diego Chargers. Poor guy gets fired twice in ten months. Right, right. I mean, well, I don't, I don't feel bad for him. Those guys are making so much money; it doesn't matter. But still, what a downswing! Like ten months ago, you were fired as a head coach. You know, sure, you worked your whole life to get a head coach. Then you get hired back on the team that you were offensive coordinator with. You're familiar with those players already. You won a Super Bowl with those players, some of those players. Sure. And ten months later, you get fired from that too. No, I mean, I mean, it definitely is a bummer. But you know, they're they're moving on to, to Paxton Lynch, and I think Bill Musgrave might be actually a you know a slight upgrade for as far as a coordinator um, for getting these quarterbacks ready. So. Yeah, I have a good friend who's really good at Madden. He's probably be a slight upgrade at this point for them. <laughs> if you have Paxton Lynch, maybe you're in a super flex league and you own Paxton Lynch. I have Paxton Lynch in a super flex league. Maybe now you'll see if you have a little something in him. Yeah, I, I think it's. I mean, I think they're gonna. It's the it's a first round pick. He's you know they obviously are going to be bad enough where they'll be in probably position to pick another quarterback. Currently pick a number five. Right. So um, they probably need to see what they have in Lynch to see if they actually need to spend that high pick on a quarterback. Give me the percentage that Paxton Lynch will be good enough to start a fantasy football game. This year or forever? Forever. Um, 40. 40%? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty good odds. But, I mean, this year, probably like 12 <laughs> okay, a little sli- slightly worse. I, I'd put him right around like fifteen percent. I'm just, yeah, and, that, and that's rough to say because it's only been a year and a half. A lot of quarterbacks have sat. Sometimes the longer the quarterback sits, the better it is for that quarterback. Right, right. But Paxton was even a guy I really like coming out of college as it was. I, I don't. They think need to get him moving, man. He's a big guy, but he can actually move a little bit. So hopefully, Bill Musgrave um, puts a little bit of that into the playbook. We'll find out. All right, yep. let's, hit, let's, hit, let's, let's hit up on a couple big things that happened this week. Sure. We don't need to go th- through every single game here. But if we do go back, you know, Titans-Steelers, Antonio Brown has a monster game, huge breakout game, 10 for 144 and three touchdowns. Juju's dealing with a hamstring injury. Slight hamstring. is Slight, very was, slight. He'll right. be back. So maybe the hot hand of Juju will keep on keeping on and help you get to the ship. Sure, sure. Let's go on to a different game, shall we? Let's do it, man. Go back up here. Let's talk about a little Tariq Cohen for the Chicago Bears. A little rebound game for Tariq out there. A guy who, you know, started the year super hot, just sure. really flamed out, and we thought they're so slowly starting to get away from him out there. Maybe go with a guy like Benny Cunningham. Comes in, actually gets nine carries. All right. Nine carries, forty four yards and a touchdown, and then he had um four receptions for another fifteen yards as well. So on six targets, yeah. Average right. four point nine yards per carry, pretty good, you know. Second behind Jordan Howard, it's just him. It was only him and Jordan Howard got the carries. Jordan Howard got 15. Tariq come away with nine. That's a good sign for owners. And hopefully, maybe there's just that you know little rookie wall there for a minute. Even though he just comes in the year, he kind of get over here at the end of the year. Well, John Fox was kind of making uh, comments. I, I think maybe Tariq Cohen's pass blocking wasn't up to par exactly, and um, I think you know they did call him out this week. Him and right, him and. Um, you know, having a rookie quarterback in there as well, I mean, that could be a little bit tricky. So maybe he, you know, got some stuff cleaned up. And, uh, you know, obviously when he gets the ball in his hands, he's special. So I, I think it's going to be hard for them to keep him off the field if they want to 
you know, continue to win games and, and keep their jobs, basically. So the percentage of that real nice, when you're talking about Chris Thompson, a real nice running back, too. Like, what, this is what I expected Chris Thompson to do, you know, have 30 yards rushing, maybe sure. 25 yards rushing, but come away with four catches for about 60 yards and be a really nice, solid running back. Right, yeah, you, you, throw in a, you throw in a touchdown here and there, and, you know, those are the games where he's going to really boost up his value to, to the running back one era. Still selling area. Jordan Howard, Mr. 125 yards and a touchdown himself. I mean that guy keeps chugging along. It seems like um, he plays. He's good. Yeah, um, I'm still selling. I still don't think he's like anything special though. So yeah, I, I would sell. I wouldn't now, feel uh, horrible about that. On the Brown side, there was the first of one of two wide receivers that have potential to be really good coming back for the Browns. Corey Coleman comes back after her breaking his hand for the second time. Comes out eleven targets. Number you know obviously ha- targeted heavily there. Caught six of them for eighty yards. Looked pretty good. Right, and that's a, I mean, and that's against uh, Jaguars defense that's been pretty stingy against the pass. So um, it's a good sign for Corey Coleman to to actually uh, produce. I think he's put up one of the best um, statistically one of the best games against that that secondary all year. Yeah, on the outside, the Jacksonville defensive backfield, the cornerbacks that have been outstanding. Little weak against the slot receiver. Uh, I think they're like six worse. I think is what they are versus slot receiver, but on the outside, very dangerous. And that's where Corey Coleman caught a good amount of his sure. balls on the outside as well. So like he said, a very good game for him versus a good defense, good bounce back. Again, remember the first wide receiver taken in the draft, pretty high. Th- over, I think we averaged about third overall in your rookie draft. Now's the time for Corey Coleman to really start getting together. Otherwise, you feel like you made a really, really bad investment. Well, I mean, unfortunately with Corey Coleman, it's been his broken hand twice. I mean – Two times in one year, so hopefully they got that figured out. You know, got whatever screws and and pins and whatever the heck they needed to get that thing stabilized, taken care of this time, and hopefully it won't be an ongoing issue. On the other side of the ball, you have Mr. Leonard Fournette. Sure, he's got the ankles like he's trying to cover me in basketball. They're just broken all the time. <laughs> and I remember talking to her, you know, at Dynasty Nerd Mike about. Fournette coming out and why he was no matter what he would never budge off Dalvin off the number one one because he said listen Fournette's got the talent he's one of the best running backs you know to come out in a long time but I'm guaranteeing you this Leonard's Fournette ankle will bother him his entire career and here we are year one after coming out through the combine everything like that saying when he got the Jacksonville training camp saying my ankle is a hundred percent that procedure before was just a fluke. I'm over. It's 100. percent It's not going to be an issue. And now we are for the last what, five weeks now. His ankle's been kind of jacked up. Says so probably going to bother him the rest of the year too. What do we do? This is worrisome. Oh, I mean, this was the reason I didn't have him as my number one as well. I mean, you, you referenced Mike, um, but I was I'm totally in line with him there. That's the exact same reason I didn't have him as my number one back or my number one overall pick, for that matter. Is is I, I have like a Jonathan Stewart-esque feel here to this guy. He's ultra-talented, and Jay, Jay Stu was ultra-talented when he came out. But foot, ankle issues on a big guy, on a big back like that, they have a tendency to linger and they have a tendency to come back, and eventually they're going to start zapping some of that little bit of burst that these guys have and they need to be special. I mean, if you're – if you're a big back and you have that extra burst, you're special. If you're a big back and you're slow, you're just going to get tackled and and taken down, you know, at or near the line of scrimmage and that, you know, anyone can be that. So I mean, the burst is really what makes these big backs special. I agree. You got to hope, I mean, he obviously had the bad ankle going or a questionable ankle going to this game. 
Browns have a good deep run defense at least, and he still managed to get 118 yards sure. rushing, so he's still there. Do you use this? It's something I'm considering. I have multiple shares of Leonard Fournette, and I'm thinking, and everything you just said as well, this ankle, the likelihood of this being an issue not just the rest of this year, but continually throughout his career. Somebody, when he gets on the field, yes, he, he is absolutely stud, but the best ability – is availability, right. reliability. You got to be able to rely on your play guys week in, week out. You don't want those up and down roller coasters. And for Fournette, it doesn't seem to be an up and down roller coaster of when he's on a field. Sometimes he produces, sometimes he does not. He's not Doug Martin. Doug Martin's absolutely flatline this year. There's no up and down. It's just a kitty ride, like we've mentioned before. But do you use this opportunity then to say, hey, Leonard Fournette's going to finish the year really good? He was a really high draft pick. Do I get out from Leonard Fournette now? Or do I ride this really short ride, potentially short ride, that might not even nearly be what I can get back in return? Well, here, um, I personally don't feel the need to get out now. But I do, like, if if he goes through another season where the ankle is continuously an issue and he's missing practice and, you know, he's constantly not practicing, but he's, he's at least playing in games and producing – I'm using that as as a sign that this is going to eventually zap him and, and take away his his explosion and and some power and stuff like that and get out from him probably at the end of next year. I, that's that's my drop dead cutoff date for for net. Unless you get your socks blown off, you know, with an offer this off season. I like I like that your absolute how you mentioned it drop dead deadline take because I agree with you there. Like I'm not moving this year whatsoever. Right. Definitely gonna let him come back. In the next year again if i get my socks knocked off this offseason yeah why not you know why not right I mean, anybody's really tradable with the, with the right right return especially yeah. running back but let's get back to the training camp let's see if we get the training camp without any issues on the ankle let's see if we can get through a couple of preseason games without an issue say preseason game two ankle comes out he sits out preseason game three preseason game four because of that ankle week one comes back big big game 150 yards four catches two touchdowns then Boom. right right then i'm like okay listen I, I already have notes of the ankle then i told myself if this happens i'm gonna get out now off this game there's no way i'm gonna get a bad return you're gonna sure. get something that you really like or feel that's fair and it come down to one situation just put yourself in a situation where whatever you get back even if he does come he comes out and he's still really good you still got a good fair return on it but at least with a lot less risk because it is a major red flag it's a big flag blowing there it's in front of everybody's faces. Make sure you don't miss it. So definitely pay attention to this ankle, not just for the rest of this year, but early next year too. Because if it is, like Matt said, it's going to be a sure tell sign saying, hey. This is going to be lingering. It's going to be an ongoing thing. And eventually it's going to it's gonna take its toll. It might have to be a stage five emergency too where you go, stop what you're doing. I know your dinner's in the oven. No time to pack bags. Grab what you can and you're right by you, and we got to go. Got to go. Got to go right now. Get the essentials. <laughs> What about Leonard? He's upstairs in his room. Leonard can't know. Leave him. <laughs> let's go. Uh, moving on. Moving on as well. Let's go talk about. So Danny Woodhead comes back for Baltimore. We've been ready for this. This guy, you know, it's finishes multiple times in the top three fantasy PPR running back. Comes in, sees six targets, which I expected this to be a real creep game, like real, like hey, let's just get him slightly back in the right, game right. here, not use him a lot. But it affected a guy like we knew was in effect. Buck Allen. Sure. Well, we saw one target. One target, one reception. We preached that this was, you know, hey, how good is Danny Woodhead going to be? Just look what Buck Allen has done up to this point. Look what he's done for fantasy teams and fantasy rosters. He's been a solid high-end running back, too. Sure. 
fantastic. Woodhead's got way more talent than Buck Allen. We, totally. all, we both agree on that, Totally right? agree. Yep. Okay. So, Buck Allen, his value right now is deceased. It's yes. no more. He's he no six, feet, six feet under right now. Yes. He is the Wicked Witch, Wicked Witch of the East, and Danny Woodhead is Dorothy. <laughs> Kaboom. Kapow. There you go. So, but at least I will say this. Buck Allen's his contract is good enough where he's still on his rookie contract. At least we saw that. So you know, at least for your dynasty roster, he's not somebody you just cut bait on. So at least he's kind of proven a point here sure. where a guy like him, you want to know like this around this, you know, going to the year like, all right, I'll cut Buck Allen for any kind of good waiver wire pickup. Right now, you at least know he is a hold in case something. You know, Danny Woodhead, he's a little bit older, might not even be there next year, can come back and fill that same role. Unless John Harbaugh is that coach that's rumored to be successful that wants out from his team, could be him. Could be him. You, him. you never know. You never know. Uh. So yeah, and then Alex Collins. Here's even a bigger shocker. Alex Collins sees seven targets. I know. So he that's catches a, four of them right, that's for a twenty-two. Big. Nice solid game for him. Not a huge rushing day, but good enough with a double with a you know double-digit game there. Sure. Alex Collins, another good game when he's in there. Absolutely, man. Um, he's really establishing himself as their feature back here down the home stretch. So, you know, hopefully you guys picked him up off the waiver wires if he was there or, you know, you had him on your taxi squad or something like that because he's really starting to pay off. And Jordy Nelson, speaking of dead, Jordy Nelson Ugh. dead. Ugh. He's dead, right? He's just, I mean, we mentioned Devontae Adams would hold up there. He'd be a guy that you can get in your lineup weekend because it seems like Brett Hundley favors him. Eight catches, 126 yards. Jordy Nelson barely looked at again. Right. Well, the thing is, you know, obviously we talked about it last week. Uh, Demonte Adam does a lot of his work closer to the line of scrimmage, uh, whereas, you know, obviously Jordy Nelson is a little bit more of a downfield type of guy. And and the, the closer to the line of scrimmage stuff really favors Hunley. At, you know, so at this point it's Devontae Adams. And Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams doing Jamal Williams things. You know, 18 carries, 57 yards. Can't wait for Ty. This again, good news for Ty owners. I mentioned this earlier. Aaron Jones with the weed. With the weed, with the right. boo-boos. Right, right. You know, we got, got to get tied back up in there. Moving on, Kenny Stills for the Dolphins. Big game, monster game, seven for 180 yards and a touchdown. And obviously a lot of that came with um, Matt Moore in at quarterback as well. So um, You always say that weekend, you know, the backup guys out there, they're a little more practice, a little bit more of a rapport that first week. Absolutely. Good things. Uh, I still don't like Kenny Stills, so I'm not really over. No, Kenny, Kenny Stills is one of those guys that – is occasionally going to have a blow-up game like this, and, and that's really all he is. Yeah. So Latavius Murray and Jared McKinnon can continue to split carries. Obviously, Latavius is back locked in with those goal line carries, and so far it's paid off for two weeks in a row. Gets two touchdowns this week, 15 carries, 55 yards. McKinnon, 14 carries for 48 yards, but he still comes through with uh, five catches for only 12 yards, but he did get a touchdown as well. Right, right. So uh, they're actually – they're both kind of co coexisting there nicely. Yeah, I, I'm hoping Latavius Murray does anything so I could probably sell him for anything. Even uh, now, even now, like McKinnon's. A, I mean, it's a good time to try and get for somebody who's making a playoff push. You offered me a trade. Now I'm a Dalvin Cook owner. Sure, of Jarek McKinnon. A nice time to really get out from under him if you have any trade deadline now because once Dalvin does come back, Jarek McKinnon, quality backup running back, but that's what he's going to be. Well, I actually, I think he's. I think he might be on the last year of his deal, so he oh, might, really? he might be a guy in the move. Yeah, free at last. Yeah, so free he, at last. So I mean, he could find himself in a nice little situation where he's a PPR back somewhere else. I mean, he's. I think proven himself at the end of this year once Dalvin went down that he can be a nice Are little. Are you trying to sell me on Jarek McKinnon? No, I'm just. Don't you dare! If you don't want the trade, I'm going to keep him. I don't. don't I don't feel bad dare. at all. Um. 
Adam Thielen for the Vikings comes through again, 6'1", 23 in a touchdown. I saw somebody tweet out uh, that they were thinking about trading Thielen, as crazy as it sounds, that this was a time to move him because his value would never, ever be higher than it is right now. Do you agree or do you disagree? I disagree. I think he's got a sustainable um, value. I think he's – what would de- what would deter his value? The, yeah. Like somebody coming, Diggs? somebody coming back. I mean, Stephon Diggs is there. He's I agree. healthy. I, I mean, mean, he's only going to be 28 going right. into next year, too, so he's entering his prime. I agree, too. I'm not selling him, too. This is a great combo to have. I mean, they're, doing the, they're making Case Keenum looking good. Case Keenum does look good. They'll have him there next year if they need him. If they don't go back to Teddy B, I think with this offense, definitely we get Dalvin Cook back in it. You have a, a situation right now for a team that plays in a dome, two very good receivers that's shown they could have success week in, week out, both be wide receiver ones on the year. I'm definitely not selling Adam Thielen. If anything, I'm trying to buy for a situation like that. I, I totally agree. I tried to buy him for the playoff push, and I didn't have enough. Yeah, he's wide receiver three. Yeah. And you got, and that's what you have to pay. You have to buy a high price because there's no reason that he is going to back down here, uh, either in fantasy wise or talent. Currently, wide receiver three on a year can likely finish at that point, if not higher. But worst case, he's end up finishing wide receiver six to eight. Still a wide receiver one overall. Yes. You know, and if so. you can get those kind of numbers right. for the next three years, I'd be very, very ecstatic about something like that. So when you approach an Adam Thielen trade. When it comes to value, that's the kind of value you have to give up. you got to think of like DeAndre Hopkins last year. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins is a significant more value in a startup draft pick. You know, obviously, you go from pick number five to seven overall in a dynasty startup. But Thielen, for somebody, where would Thielen go in a startup? Late second? I don't know what his current ADP is, but late second, high third? Uh, probably more third. Cause Diggs yeah, would, I was going to say probably more you, thirds because there's guys with bigger name value. You but, would take Diggs over. Thielen. But Thielen, I mean, Thielen's been producing, so I mean, I think it all kind of depends on the owners there. But I think he would go, he would go later than a lot of guys. Do you think you can get Thielen? We're talking about, you know, we talk about sometimes price tags. It might seem a little bit too much. Do you think you get Thielen for the next couple of years for value that most would seem like a lot? Would you give up two firsts for Adam Thielen? Oh. That seems like a lot, doesn't it? That does seem like a lot. But for a wide receiver one for the next couple of years, is is that not worth it for three years for a guy entering twenty seven? You're making a playoff push now, so you get him for this year as well. You, you're getting three three and a half years out of a guy for two first round picks. Definitely, obviously, if you're making for the push a later first round pick, I'll be, I'll be it for that too. I, I mean, I understand your line of of reasoning, but uh, I I still think two is too a, much, a little bit too much. I would feel more comfortable giving a one and a two. I'd I'd feel all right with that. Do you think somebody would put I don't think that's enough. Well, au revoir. I back out then. <laughs> you right. know, everyone's got their price point, and then that's mine. So. Okay, moving on. Saints, running backs, Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, still studs. Running still, back one and two. Yeah, they're, you can still start them both, and they're they're both great, man. They can coexist. And, and you could if you had them, if you were lucky enough to get both of them on your team, you could start both of them. In your lineup every week. Well, that, yeah, that's absolutely. We didn't mention earlier the Chris Thompson injury. Uh, they signed uh, Byron uh, Marshall, right? Byron Marshall, yeah. So that's uh, right. He's a guy that's probably going to slide into the pass catching role here going forward. It's going to be him and, and P. Ryan. Worth a waiver wire pickup. You definitely. Know. These are the kind of guys that definitely can help prove their weight for a free agent pickup down the stretch here. If he, he can come turn in and start catching four balls for 70 yards. Right. He's a second year guy. He went to Oregon. Um, uh, he was on the practice squad of the Eagles, I believe. 
couple more unknowns. Let's go on to the uh, Cardinals-Texans game. Bruce Allenton, somebody who started to show like you have a little bit of momentum last week, comes in this week, five catches, 63 yards, and seven targets. Will be the number two. Now it will Fuller out there. Again, somebody who's possibly on your waiver layer that could be a desperate wide receiver three play. And, yeah, I mean, he flashed when he was in San Francisco as well. Um, so, I mean, it's not altogether a surprise to see Bruce Ellington's name popping up there on the stat sheet. Um, Second most targeted guy. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely – it's a, but, you know, he kind of came out of nowhere here with the Texans, I guess, um, in the past few weeks. So, that, it's nice to see him back. Yeah, we're, I was talking about him being a not-so-obvious start potentially – going into this week, and he did kind of show with a double-digit point game there. Low end, but again, wide receiver three kind of numbers for a guy that might be available. For the Cardinals, former wide receiver turned tight end, Ricky Seals. Yeah, a rookie out of Texas, a- Texas A&M came out of, I mean, this game. Guy Don't came even out know? Of, yeah, absolutely nowhere. Don't know. I so, play Dynasty Fantasy Football. We host a podcast. We break down rookies, not all off-season. We mentioned, what, 60 different college players' names? Sure, sure. Don't even know who Ricky Seals is. Well, I mean, I don't know if you, you should admit that to other people, but uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Neither well, do I. Neither do I. <laughs> I, uh, I. I'm at the game. I'm looking at my phone like, Seals Jones scores a touchdown. I'm like, who? Who the I was heck? Like, and I was like, it's got to be a tight end. It's got to be some tight end, some obscure tight end. Right. And then he scores another touchdown. I'm like, I got to know who this guy is. Right. Obviously, he's on your waiver wire. Yeah. He's got to so, be on everybody's waiver yeah. wire. Yeah. He just got picked up on ours. Yeah. So, got to be a got to be a pickup. Tight end. Who knows? Right. Hey man, um, you know, I, I don't. I can't give you sound advice. I don't know anything about him besides he's, he's a touchdown scored machine. Ex- exactly. You know he's on pace to score twelve more touchdowns. Oh my gosh! Yes, that's amazing. Yeah, I'll finish the year with fourteen touchdowns at this pace. Holy cow! That is tight end one numbers. <laughs> it totally is, man. <laughs> <sighs> Poor Ricky Seals. Yeah, pick him up. He's worth a, a pickup. Hey, why not? You know, rookie flashes. Um, you know, if if you have a spot open, it's at a, at no cost. Go get him. So. Dallas, we got to talk about Dak for a second. Because sure. I saw a crazy stat on Twitter from uh, at not Knox Bardeen, uh, verified Twitter guy. Wow. Just realized Dak Prescott hasn't thrown a touchdown since week nine and hasn't eclipsed 250 yards through the air since week five. Week five, yeah. So it's been. That's week sauce. Um. Yeah, and no, I mean, that can be deceiving. It's not like he hasn't been putting up good fantasy numbers, though, Um, because he has. I mean, he's been getting rushing yards and rushing touchdowns and stuff like that to really boost up his value. Yes, he's been viable in the fantasy He's been more than viable. Unfortunately, these past two games with Tyron Smith being out, he's been running for his life and getting sacked all over the place. I just thought I would never have guessed that because, again, his fantasy numbers have been solid, but you see this, you're like, oh, wow, not really producing the NFL level. Des Bryant has really reduced himself to, let's face it, he's a wide receiver too. Yeah, he is at this point. Yep. And things that don't look like the arrows pointing up for Des. They're a downhill uh, slope. I would say they're leveled off and, and yeah. Good time to get out from Des? I think so. Yeah. If you, you, you made a move today. Get out I from did. Des. I did. I mean, it was on a team that I was not making the playoffs. It was one of those goofy years. Um, you lose five straight after starting off hot. I literally lost you were you done your homework, huh? I, I, I <laughs> lost. I have lost five straight. I am now um, five and six. I was five and one before this losing streak, and uh, I'm I'm pulling the plug on that one, man. I'm moving on from Des. I got. A, I mean, I got a first and a second and um, Laquan Treadwell. So I mean, you know, it's kind of one of those former first round pick guys. I'll take a shot on him, and then I'll get a first round pick as well. So works for me. Yep. 
Yeah, I agree. I'm going to out from Des if I possibly can. He's, he's absolutely a wide receiver three. Not much worth there. And obviously, even Alfred Morris had an okay game with Tyron, Tyron Smith out. Uh, uh, the offense is just like terrible with Tyron Smith out. I can't believe. I mean, it's obviously him and Zeke being out, which is. That uh, never helps, yeah. Which I mean, but basically, help. some of their biggest players are out, is what right. it comes down to. Tyron, Zeke, and I think somebody else on the defensive side. Sean Lee is out as well. Sean yep. Lee. Uh, let's move over to Denver game real quick. I want to talk about Devontae Booker and C.J. Anderson. Devontae Booker gets one more carry than C.J. Anderson, and Anderson didn't even do much with his 13 carries. Sure. He's only got 37 yards. It's only good for 2.8 yards per carry. When Devontae Booker gets 14 carries for 44 yards, but not only that, he's also still he was viable in the passing game, catches five of his six targets for 54 yards. C.J. Anderson only getting three targets, catching two of those balls for 19 yards. So it almost seems like an annual um, rite of passage that C.J. Anderson just fades here towards the end of every season. I don't know if it's always been injury or the guy just wears down physically. Um, he personally, doesn't look like he's in the best shape I've ever seen out of a running back. So it could just be he's running running on fumes at this point. Um, yeah, this could be a big boost. Not only like this could be the first step we see for Devontae Booker and Devontae Booker's owner where they're going to bring in Paxton Lynch. Paxton yeah. Lynch is the kind of quarterback that can get outside the pocket and can get in the move. Devontae Booker could start seeing that game, those games where this game he sees six targets for, and catches five of those. We might see about you know eight to ten targets possibly for Devontae Booker just as being his safety net. For sure. a guy like sure. Paxton Lynch early here. So we're going to see a huge upswing in fantasy potential here down the stretch. There's always that one running back down the stretch who's only really viable for, like, it turns out to be this year. Right? Could Devontae Booker be that guy? I've been waiting to see who that guy is going to be because it's right around now and next week. The guy usually shows his face if sure, you go through sure. our history. My prediction for him right now. <gasps> oh, boy. Here we go. Devontae Booker is going to be that guy. Okay. I mean, I could see it, man. I, I think C.J. Anderson is – I mean, I think they know what they have in C.J. Anderson, and he's just an average back, man, so they want to see what they are got. I mean, this is another example. You know, obviously they're bringing in Paxton Lynch to see what they have there, and they're kind of – you know, Booker's finally healthy. His wrist is, is um, fully healed, and they're going to see what they have in him before next year comes around as well. Draft pick compensation. You're making a push. Mm -hmm. you, you, you get the same gut feeling as I do. It's like, okay, I think Devontae Booker could be that guy. I think he can be that safety net. That makes sense for the Broncos. Sure. What do you give, what do you give up? Can you, do you think he could be had for a second? I think he'd be had for a second. It would have to be the, – the owners. The owner would have to be somewhat frustrated with what they've seen from Booker, which which would be understandable. Um, you probably would have to sweeten the pot a little bit. But, it, you know, a second and something else, I think, would, would get it done. I don't okay. think you have to go to a first-round level. No, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I, I would never even think about crossing those lines. That's enemy territory. Right. And going over to – let's like walking to North Korea. <laughs> no, thank you. Right. Don't want to be involved in that. You don't want to be in there. Um, Falcons, Julio, question for you. Julio Jones is on pace to have one touchdown on the year. Sure. With their 11 games, he's got one touchdown. Right. Will Julio Jones score over under one and a half more touchdowns on the year? Yes. Julio Jones will have a three-touchdown game in the next couple of games. I'll take the under. You're going to take the under. I think he's only going to score like one more touchdown. Why would you think that? Because the guy never scores touchdowns. He's going to have a three-touchdown game and rub it in your face. Listen, I hope so because I've got multiple Julio shares. <laughs> so, please, rub away, Julio. Rub away. 
<laughs> Mr. I can never, ever possibly sign, find the end zone. Him or Austin Hooper. He's dead to me. <laughs> Austin Hooper's dead. Yeah, yeah, Austin Hooper. Needed five more points in my high stakes league. That's all I needed for a W. The second place. Locked in in second place. What does he do? Two receptions for negative two yards. Negative one yard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, burn, uh, burn nose. I'd been okay if he just if he had five receptions for negative eight yards. Negative one yard. You uh, dead? To me. He's dead to me. Yeah, that's as rough. of today. That's rough. Let's see him score three touchdowns. Where's my rubbing my face? Is anybody in the offense going to score touchdowns? Yeah, Muhammad Sanu, Taylor Gabriel, some other. The backup tight end score Levine a touchdown. To a low, yeah, low, yeah. Low, yeah. Aloha. <laughs> it means hello and goodbye. <laughs> Last news of the day. <laughs> Mike Davis, he came, he saw, he had a big play, and then he pulled a Michael Jackson. Yep, he's out. So, yeah, he pulled his groin. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Wait, catch up that show. Yeah, I was a little late there. <laughs> yeah, that might have been the latest delay I've ever seen the, uh, uh, I'm the a show go. I'm a little slow today. Sorry. I slid it really under that door. Yes, you did. Um, so, Mike Davis pulled his groin. <laughs> Boom. That's it for this week. That's it, man. What a really our, unique podcast. <laughs> today. You're telling me, man. Yeah, you know, you get through them. You have your good ones, yeah. you have your bad ones. So listen, this week. This was a good one. Maybe not. Maybe <laughs> no. Maybe. We're at 403 reviews on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll just stay there for this week. Hopefully. <laughs> it'd, be nice, it'd be nice to get to 405. Hopefully, we'll hopefully nobody reviews us after this podcast. We'll get through it to week 12. So pretty much we got week 12. Week 13, we have two more weeks ahead of us for most leagues till we get to the playoffs. Let's see where we can get from here. Uh, and then we'll enter playoffs. We'll start talking about you know some playoff good matchups here. We'll start to talk about maybe some good buys, some good sells as we enter the offseason here. Most people, if you have a trend deadline, maybe it passed. We don't believe in trade deadlines. Uh, people may ask that. We don't. Our only trade trade deadline is during the playoffs. Right. We stop trades during playoffs. So it's you know, right up until it, you can trade. Correct. Once the playoffs have started, boom, no more trading. Yeah, don't. There's no reason to have a trade deadline. At, we play dynasty during the season, right. except for the playoffs. Again, the playoffs is because that's it. Nobody gets a fair advantage to trade mortgage. It's it. Teams are locked in. Let's go for the ship. Right. Uh, so we'll be back next week as we talk as we see the results of Week 12. I hope everybody has a very good gobble gobble. Gobble gobble gobble. One of my all time favorite. Uh, I can't wait to stuff myself silly. Football. It means a little, to me. It's literally the greatest day. Yeah. My kids will be like, "Oh, I like Christmas." I'm like you can have Christmas all day. Right. You can buy me anything good. <laughs> can you buy me a turkey with some mashed potatoes and stuffing? Football's on all day long. Yes, sir. I personally, I'm lucky because I don't cook at all. Me neither. Uh, I literally don't even. I don't do anything on Thanksgiving. I get I, to. I get to go to the in-laws and my parents' house, and I don't cook a thing. So we have Thanksgiving here. I did, I barely get like sophisticated. I don't. <laughs> A lot of times I leave my sweatpants on. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you have It's all made. the wife's family coming over. I'm like, we're close. You know, it's like, sure. hey, you know, sure. you're my father-in-law. Hey, dad, just me and my sweats. Don't worry. I'll make room for this turkey. <laughs> but not only that, my favorite, one of my all-time favorite meals. Talking about, I would go to a restaurant. I wish open a restaurant, five stars. Call it Next Day Next Day Turkey. <laughs> we just get all the, all the samples, all the stuff in, all the turkey, the gravy, the corn. Uh, the mashed potatoes, you mix it all together. One big swirly pearly. Mm, now you're talking leftovers. That's my favorite thing in the yeah, world to so do. so good. So uh, I hope everybody has a good Thanksgiving. Enjoy it. Enjoy. Get, get fat. Uh-huh. If you're on a diet, it's skip day. Hey, don't worry about Gorge. it. Gorge. It's just one day. It's just one day. Just one day. Just remember, it's a holiday, people. Not a <laughs> holiday week. <laughs> yes. As uh, Madonna said it best. 
So until then, have a good holiday. We'll be back next week. Make sure to check out DynastyNerds.com. If you want to talk football on Turkey Day, I'll be laying on the couch over overstuffed yeah you hit me will. up on twitter at dynasty rich i'm at dynasty matt i won't answer <laughs> <laughs> on turkey day i just won't answer sorry i, I may i may we'll uh-huh. see i might be in a trichnosis coma but uh until then we'll be back next week everybody have a good one okay gobble gobble ready set thanks for listening to the dynasty nerds fantasy football podcast make sure to check us out at dynastynerds.com for up-to-date dynasty insight and follow us on twitter at dynasty nerds